I wonder if you can remember your very first teacher. That'll be easier for some of us than for others, because for all of us, it means thinking all the way back to, to the start of primary school, if, if not earlier still, to nursery. Your very first teacher. Pleasant memories or unpleasant ones? Way back when, we didn't have any say on who our teacher would be. One followed on from another, and depending on our experience, perhaps we're glad that our days of sitting under a teacher are long past. That's why the question before us today at the start of a new sermon series, may come as something of a surprise. Who is your teacher? Here in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is making an assumption about the way things are that we can easily overlook. In verse 40, he says, The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Jesus' assumption is this. We are, each of us today, sitting under a teacher. If you're a student meeting weekly with an assigned tutor, or if you're in the early years of working life, meeting regularly with a mentor, it may come quite easy to you to say who your teacher is. It may not be so easy for the rest of us. But the truth is, from the very youngest age, each of us has sat under a teacher and we haven't been without one since. Today, Who is your teacher? It could be that public influencer whose YouTube videos you never miss. It could be those online posters of piffy remarks we follow on our social media feeds. It could be your smart grandchild instructing you how to operate your new smartphone. All or any of them training us in different ways for good or ill. Whoever it is, we give an extraordinary gift to the people we let teach us. We gift to them the power to form us. You and I, Our hearts are as wax, taking the shape of whatever warms or impresses upon them. As Jesus says, we become like our teacher. So the question, who is your teacher, really is an important one. Here we are, giving thanks for the life of Her Late Majesty, the Queen. Imagine how many teachers and influencers will have clamoured for her attention 
over the decades. Yet who did Queen Elizabeth choose to be her teacher? As we've seen, Jesus Christ. At her coronation, the queen was presented with a Bible about which she was told, this book is the most valuable thing that this world affords. That might simply have been a bit of ceremony. That book could very easily have remained closed. But the Bible was an open book in Queen Elizabeth's hands. And to the teachings of Jesus, she consistently turned. Especially in those Christmas messages, she spoke regularly of finding in Jesus the guiding light for her life, counting herself among the billions who follow his teaching. Only last month, she was able to say, throughout my life, the message and teaching of Christ have been my guide, and in them I find hope. Here in this chapter of Luke, from verse 47, Jesus pictures the person who who comes to him and hears his words and puts them into practice. He says, that person is one who has laid the foundation of their life on rock. Last Christmas, the Queen spoke to us of Jesus' teachings being her bedrock. But from among all possible teachers, why Jesus? Well, the choice is not as taxing as you might think. There's Jesus, and then there's everyone else. Take your pick. All of our teachers have stood together in teaching us to get rich in life. Jesus stands apart in teaching us to go poor in life. Get rich or go poor. No guesses which teaching is going to prove most popular. Look with me at verse 24 of our Bible reading. The rich is the person who is gifted and able. They are strong and impressive. Their riches may comprise in knowledge, in power, or in prestige, as well as in wealth. We can best describe them by saying that their hands are full. As well-fed, verse 25, they have the means to ensure that their appetites are met. As those who laugh, they've enjoyed a carefree, cushioned life. And everyone speaks well of them, verse 26, because they've used all the right hashtags in their public profile. This rich person as they step out in life, is one who says, in all seriousness, 
I've got this. I've got this. We're then set running with a whole host of wrong expectations for our lives. Here's the problem. That which we become rich in becomes in us a cause of pride. We'll not be short of reasons to be proud. But such pride, it tells us we are self-sufficient and it teaches us to be self-reliant. The moment we start saying about our lives, I've got this, that's the moment we start becoming unresponsive to anyone else. And that includes becoming unresponsive to Jesus. Therein lies a tragedy. Notice the word that appears four times in these verses. Woe. Verse 24. Woe to you who are rich. Woe is Jesus' verdict over our get-rich teaching. And there in verse 26, he aligns those who sell it and those who buy it with the false prophets. Can you see why it is woe? It's because the rich, in their prideful self-reliance, never come to Jesus, never making him their bedrock. The bottom line is this. Your hands may today be full of all the riches this world affords, but without Jesus, that is, in the end, true poverty. Imagine taking a long trek up a mountainside in the promise of a, of a, of a breathtaking view over a spectacular landscape, only to find when you get there that you're staring into a barren quarry. Our pursuit of riches, of whatever kind, can be revealed as equally vacuous when we've attained them. Perhaps, perhaps there was something of this recognition in our dear Queen Elizabeth. From the height at which she was standing, she certainly glimpsed something on the still further horizon that drew her to come sit at Jesus' feet and let him be her teacher. Verse 20, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. To embrace Jesus as your teacher is never a popular or an easy choice to make. Her late majesty spoke in 2016 of Jesus Christ as one who, who lived obscurely who was maligned and rejected by many, yet he has been her 
guiding light, precisely this maligned and rejected one. Years before, the queen said, Christ not only revealed to us the truth in his teachings, he lived by what he believed, gave us the strength to try to do the same. Jesus' teaching to the large crowd gathered before him here in Luke chapter 6 begins with the words, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. The poor is the person who is aware of their limits and inabilities. They are aware that they are weak and unimpressive. They are honest about the mess and brokenness of their lives. Their poverty may comprise their their powerlessness and their bad health as much as their lack of wealth. We can best describe them by saying that their hands are empty. As those who hunger now, verse 21, many of their most basic needs have gone unmet. As those who weep, suffering and hardships have come their way. As those who people hate, verse 22, persecution has worn them down. This poor person, as they step or stumble out into life, is one who says, in all soberness, I haven't got this. I haven't got this. They know only too well that they haven't got what it takes. And here's the thing, none of us needs scratch far beneath the surface of our lives to recognize that, albeit in different ways, this is each and every one of us. Once we give up the pursuit and pretense of being rich, we can learn to go poor We're then set running with a whole host of right expectations for our lives. Hunger and weeping and even rejection are all part of it. So it's helpful to know what distinguishes the poor from the rich here in Jesus' teaching. What distinguishes the poor from the rich? It is humility. Now, poverty of itself never produces humility. It often produces quite the opposite. But the poor Jesus is addressing here, humility has told them they are not self-sufficient. Humility has taught them that they are not self-reliant. And so, verse 17 Jesus went down with his disciples and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. 
the poor are those who know they haven't got it when it comes to what they most need in life, but have recognized in Jesus the one who has. And here we see them humbly coming to Jesus to receive what only he can give. A decade ago, Queen Elizabeth spoke of our nation's truest and deepest poverty. Our need of saving from ourselves. For that, she said, we have in Jesus neither a philosopher nor a general, but a saviour with the power to forgive The bottom line is this, your hands may be empty of all this world affords, but in the saving hands of Jesus Christ, you are truly rich. Yours is the kingdom of God. We were greatly blessed to have Elizabeth as our queen, sovereign over this united kingdom. Yet Elizabeth herself, is blessed to be a citizen of this still greater kingdom of God. Blessed. No longer woe. Blessed. That's the verdict Jesus pronounces over each of our lives as we place them into his hands. For today, we may have to persevere in great hardship, even with opposition. But with this verdict comes the certain promise of a great reversal tomorrow in which our weeping will turn to laughter. Seven decades of our queen granting countless face-to-face audiences. Having now been granted her first face-to-face audience with her own king, imagine. It's not difficult to picture her majesty laughing, as Jesus promises we will do. So, who is your teacher? That's the question we're going to keep asking across this sermon series. Get rich in life brings false expectations into your life. That teaching will serve to crush you. The day you discover that you haven't got it, you haven't got what it, ca- what it takes to keep succeeding in every area of your life, against every obstacle, that truth may even kill you. This teaching will also serve to crush those around you. You'll Cut them down every time they fail to measure up to your perception of all they should be and do. But go poor in life. Go poor in life. That teaching brings right expectations into your life. Jesus' teaching serves to free us. It enables us to be honest about our limitations and flaws. It tells us 
It is okay for mess and brokenness in our experience of life. It prepares us for suffering and sustains us in suffering. Further, Jesus' teaching serves to free us for others. It enables us to look at our sister and brother, at our enemy even, and see them in a new light. It moves us towards them instead of away from them. In recognition that it's more our poverty that we have in common, not our riches. And that really is okay, because it is precisely in our poverty, not in our riches, that Jesus will save us. Let me draw this to a close. At the start of this new ministry year here at All Souls, will the Bible remain an open book in your hand, in mine? For someone, that may involve uh, getting it down from a shelf and dusting it off. Will we then let Jesus be our teacher? If you're not already, we'd love to get you into a life group, whether to meet with Jesus for the first time on Christianity Explored, or to, to sure up his foundational teaching at Roots, or encouraging one another to keep putting into practice his words within a fellowship group. As Jesus himself says, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. There's the promise. Everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. A life of constant, consistent, self-sacrificial service right to the very end. Such a life we rightly marvel at and are giving thanks for over these days. It's a life that comes from sitting at the feet of Jesus. Let's take our lead from our late queen, not to become like her, but to make her teacher our teacher. So in this coming year, each of us becomes more like him. Amen.